Hey everyone, welcome to episode three of season two, an episode all about beauty, beauty standards, and insecurities, because you know we like to keep it light on the observist. Keep in mind that since we are all in isolation during this time, we are recording separately and remotely with each other, so sound quality will be sacrificed a little bit, but I hope that you still gain a lot from listening to this episode, and I hope you enjoy. Thank you. Testing, one, two, three. Hi. Hello. This is so weird. (laughs) I know, that was really weird. Um, This is what happens when everyone has to stay away from each other, and we rely on technology. I know. (laughs) How are you doing? I'm hanging in there. Um, Today was my like most productive day. I got up and like, I cleaned, I went on a run, I've been like cooking fun recipes. So I'm keeping myself occupied. Okay, that's good. Good for you. How how has the quarantining been for you lately? How did is is this your second week? This is uh, the end of my second week. No, I don't know. Stopped going to work on the the Thursday that they made us stop. So the 15th. So what? I don't know. Is that two weeks? I think so. Wow. Yeah. It's my, my second week was when I started to lose it. Third week, I actually have bounced back. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. I started like finding different ways to occupy my time. I'm spending way like an embarrassing amount of time on Instagram stories now, but you know what? It keeps me occupied. Yeah, absolutely. I totally get it. I don't know why I haven't like gone crazy yet. It's actually kind of nice, but yeah, I've been, I've been also keeping busy, but uh, I've been enjoying not having to deal with humans. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? Like I hear that. I hear that for sure. I think it's a good call to make everyone just like slow the fuck down you know yeah I agree I agree it's crazy shit's fucking nuts I don't know well yes let's talk you for joining me on uh this will be my third episode of my second season so okay congratulations (laughs) thank you and this is and this is your return because you did Mm -hmm. the creep factor episode with me in season one so welcome back Thank you. Thanks for having me. I was super excited when you asked me if I wanted to do this again. So, <laughs> so um, <clears throat> this episode, I wanted to talk about something that I think is really relevant to women in general. I mean, the world, but women, I think, very uniquely. And um, that's, you know, beauty standards, um, image, how you physically appear, and the pressures that you know, society kind of puts on. Yes. Um, yes. And even though you and I come from like literal, you know, different backgrounds, family wise, mm-hmm. they kind of mirror each other a little bit. Like in Absolutely. the times we've talked about like our moms and our dads, it's like, they're totally different people, but also the same. <laughs> uh-huh. Absolutely. It's insane. It's crazy. So, like, I feel like they would get along, but it's almost like maybe they're too similar and they should never meet. (laughs) One of the two. I know. (laughs) We'll have to find out which one it is. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, so yeah, I mean, I know I have a plethora of 
personal stories and experiences and like eye roll situations that all have to do with uh, physical appearance and how other people make you feel and influence your mindset. Yep. And um, I kind of wanted to ask actually, because I remember the first time this happened to me, but do you remember how old you were the first time someone made you feel physically insecure about yourself? Um, you know what I, there is one particular time that I specifically remember, but it was, but I'm sure it wasn't the first time, but it, maybe I was just too young to realize at that point, but I was 16. The first specific time that I was like, wow, really? <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I do. What was yours? I was almost the same age. I think I was like 15, 14, maybe 15. I want to say I was like a freshman in high school. Okay. Um, and ironically enough, uh, other people like kids at school and stuff, like they never made me feel insecure, at least not directly. So I might have indirectly felt insecure in a sense where I see who like the popular girl is that all the boys like and I'm like oh I don't look like her I wonder if anyone thinks I'm attractive like there was that kind of insecurity uh-huh but directly someone actually making like a direct comment to me I think that was when I was about 15 a freshman in high school and ironically enough it came from my own mother. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm not surprised. <laughs> yep. And, and it wasn't like, oh my God, you look like this or you look like that. That's not exactly what it was, but she had put this like number in my head. She said that at my age or just in general, I should never weigh more than 110 pounds. Oh. And I remember being like a freshman in high school, I think I weighed like 112. And I literally was like, Oh, my God, I'm overweight. And it like, oh. it literally took my whole perspective of life yeah. and like health and all that. And it just like flipped it upside down because I had never, I never even had to think about that. Like I was only 15 years old. Like, yeah. I don't know, I wasn't really thinking about that stuff. But then it just, all it takes is one person to just like say something like that. And you're like, oh, wait, am I wrong? Am I doing everything wrong? Do I look bad? Do I, you know what I mean? Yes. And it totally like, it, it just inserted insecurity in my brain, which I never really had before. Like I said, it, would, it might be like in a group setting, I could see that guys would flock to like a certain girl at like a party or something like that. And I'd be like, huh, I wonder if it's what she's wearing or her hair or her whatever, like, mm -hmm. interesting. And I would compare myself to that other girl and be like, huh, well, I don't think I look like that. I wonder, you know, what people think about me kind of thing, which I think, you know, everyone does. Uh, yes, um, yes, very, very much so. And I think that it's that age, though. I know you don't, we wouldn't think that especially like high school, um, that's when everything really comes to play when it comes to your image, because now you're trying to figure out social circles and you're trying to figure out who you're attracted to and who's attracted to you. And, and, you know, what's, what's that? I mean, that's the only thing we really had to think about at that age other than school, right? True. That is actually very true. Whereas nowadays, if 
someone, I feel like even a family member, I feel like a family member, it still stings a little more because it's like, ouch, like love me no matter what. But if a family member even were to say like, call anything out physically about me, I'd be like, okay, well, I like the way I look. So whatever. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Absolutely. <clears throat> it's like, I'm an adult now. I have other priorities and I, I walk out of my house feeling pretty good about myself. So that should be it. Yeah. Well, you would think that that's what they would want us to think, but considering totally. our families are, well, I know your dad is, American, right? He's from here. Yeah. yeah. But your mother is Peruvian. So she, you know, it's the same with the middle. It's like a cultural thing where they're not necessarily thinking we don't want you to have, like, they think that they're saying things to help us, to uh-huh. help us stay healthy, stay safe, stay A, B, C, and D, you know, where in fact it doesn't necessarily, it doesn't always come off that way. So it's hard for us to get. Totally. I do think, and that's why I've gone through battles with like my mother, especially in my teenage years. I'm like, of all years, why my teenage years where I'm already inclined to be insecure about stuff. But um, I had my battles back then and I had to remind myself that I also think it's very generational in the sense that there's a reason why our parents' generation and their parents' generation and so on think that like, hair dye and tattoos make you like Satan. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and it's because like appearance is so important to them. Even if you're not all that, if you, you know, slick your hair back and put a suit on, at least you look like you are and that's good enough. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So- yeah. You're absolutely right. It's so crazy. Cause they don't know just because somebody looks a certain way doesn't mean that their heart or their brain is exactly what they expect it to be. Exactly. And I feel like our generation is very much like, I don't really care if I have purple hair. I also have like my career and I have mm-hmm. a great um, work ethic. And, you know, it's like nowadays a businessman can have like neck tattoos and it's okay. Like you can still be a businessman and have neck tats. <laughs> super hot too. <laughs> <laughs> also super hot. So hot. With neck tats. <laughs> <laughs> but did you, did you remember at all, like growing up, like still being in school age, at least mm-hmm. anyone like other kids or any peers, like, calling anything out about you physically or making you feel insecure about yourself? You know, I, as you were talking, I was like starting to remember more and more things. Um, I don't necessarily remember being called names or anything specific. Cause I, I was chubby. Like I was, my, my, my body fluctuates all the time, even now. Um, <laughs> so like when I was in, I was thin when I was younger, you know, I think once I hit junior high was when I like kind of blew up. And I think that was more like hormones and all of that kind of stuff. Um, I didn't necessarily, again, get picked on for my weight, but I got, I hate to use the word, but I, you know, it, I'm not calling anybody a bully, but like I was a little bullied, you know what I mean? Just, I think it was more trying to fit in and like, you know, mean girls were mean girls and they were young and they would say things. Um, But I, 
I remember one, I remember one time I got really mad because there was this girl that used to pick on me all the time. Um, she was just mean. She was like, she was a troublemaker. She was just really mean. And I remember one day she goes, your hair is black. And I was like, my hair is not black. My hair is a dark brown. <laughs> she was like, no, it's not. Your hair is black. And I got so offended because my hair wasn't black. But oh my, my hair is black now. <laughs> but <laughs> but little things that you don't necessarily understand, and it's not like what they were saying, but it's why they were saying it and how they were saying it in a sense. Totally. Which made me super insecure. And so I go to my mom and I'm like, Mom, what color is my hair? And she's like, dark brown. And I was like, this girl said it was black. And she was like, okay, <laughs> it's, it's fine. It's just really dark. She might have thought it was black. I was like, no, I think she's making fun of me. And my mom's like, oh, that's not cool. But. That is so <laughs> funny that like literally a girl being like, your hair is black when you're like, uh-uh, <laughs> if you're going to talk about how I look, you better come correct because it's dark and brown. Yeah, exactly. It was so funny. I just, I mean, thinking back on it at the time, I was like so upset, but you know, and I think, you know, I'm sure there were times where I had been maybe I picked on about my weight, but I don't think th that it really, I mean, for me not to remember, there's two reasons. Either I like let it roll off my shoulders or I tried to forget about it. I don't know. But I do, I think I remember more when I was older because I had gained weight again when I was like 21. And I think it was all that beer, but I had a good friend of mine that called me fat behind my back. And I had found out from other people. Oh, yeah. What? So that, you know, I think it was like, I, but I think also there's a lot of things with women that I'm sure we'll get into later. And it's a lot of jealousy because of insecurities within themselves. So, wow. yeah. So I think, I don't know if that was, that was a thing, but going back to when I was 16, if you're ready for that story, I don't know. Oh yeah. So I was 16 years old. My grandma was living with us at the time. And we had, they had, my mom, my grandma had people over. I was home. I think it was summertime, whatever. Mind you, I'm thin, probably the thinnest I'd ever been. I think I weighed like 110 pounds, but I looked even thinner. People would like ask me if I was okay. And it's not like I did anything. I never exercised. I, I just like dropped a bunch of weight. And uh, so this lady was over and Middle Eastern doesn't speak English, of course. My grandma doesn't speak English. Um, so she goes, your daughter, she was complimenting me, your daughter, to my mom. Your daughter's so beautiful, like, blah, blah, blah. And my mom's like, thank you so much. She is. And my grandma's like, she's perfect. But when she gets older, we're just going to shave that bump off of her nose. And I was <laughs> like, what? <laughs> what bump on my nose are you talking about? And I remember specifically going to the bathroom and looking at that bump on my nose. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> so Where did this direct, come from? Direct question about that. Cause that's almost like my reaction to when my mom told me I should never weigh over 110 pounds. Right. It, it immediately made me want to run into the bathroom, look in the mirror or step on a scale and be like, okay, well then where am I at? You know what yeah. I mean? Right. It made me think, because of like the fact that you're my mother and I'm sure this is like, you know, family member, yeah. female, elder, you know, it's like, you think that they are all knowing and they know the best for you, or at least they try to know the best for you, whatever it may be that their influence is, it's far different than just some person 
being like, you could lose weight. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you know, sometimes it's like, what's what's worse? Yeah. I I think it just really depends on maybe where your mental state is at. Because like, what is worse? Somebody you don't know telling you to lose weight or somebody that really, you know, is supposed to be your confidant and like, you're supposed to trust with everything telling you to lose weight. You know, like, I don't know. It's hard to, sometimes I think it's hard to figure out. So after that conversation and you like go run and look at your nose, were you like, oh my God, she's totally right. And were you just like, I never unsaw that bump ever again. That bump was there when I was sleeping. Like it was there all the time. And it got to a point where like, if somebody were to compliment me, I'd be like, yeah, but when I'm older, I just need to shave this off. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It totally. And the thing that boggles my mind is the moment, like our psyche is insane because Mm -hmm. the moment someone calls out a negative quality you never would have even thought of. Now you see it. And now you see it every day. Every day. And then in the opposite regard, if someone says like, have you ever noticed that your profile, I remember this one girl saying this to me one time, she barely knew me. So I actually like compliments from someone who you barely know are like the best. It's like the best. (laughs) It's like gold because they don't owe you anything. They're not even going to get anything from you. They literally just compliment you because they notice something that they like about you. Uh So this girl is sitting next to me in this like random social situation. And she said, you know, you have like a perfect profile, like, because she was sitting kind of to my side and she's like the perfect profile. And I was like, oh my God, thank you. And (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, from that day, like from that moment in that day onward, I was just like, oh, my profile is legit. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, I never, it's, it's like someone else's influence can 100% like influence how you see yourself all Absolutely. the time. Absolutely. Listen, if I didn't get, I mean, and not to sound cocky, but if I didn't get enough compliments, <laughs> then I would not be the person that I am today. And I don't want that to sound like, you know, how do I explain? I I don't want that to sound rude, but like, it does help. You know what I mean? It does. And when you're dating men that you really care about and they give you compliments and they're genuine compliments and you know that they care about you. And even if it's for a short time that you're dating or a long time that you're dating, you know, it, it, it boosts you a little bit because you could be so hard. You can only be so hard on yourself, but there is, everybody has, there's somebody for everybody, if that makes sense. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Um, so before I do want to get into a whole thing about dating and insecurities and all that thing. Sure. But first I do want to like, still talk a little bit about cultural influence and things like that. Yes. So so much to say (laughs) so much um i'm gonna take a shot of tequila by the way sorry oh yeah no go for it i have (laughs) tomatoes and pineapple with muddled raspberries oh look at you i'm telling you dude since the quarantine i'm basically gordon ramsay like but shorter and cuter so you better watch (laughs) i love it (laughs) sorry to cut you off but yes okay so oh yes so yeah 
Growing up in a family that's like very heavily Latin influenced, mm-hmm. um, and I've talked to other friends with similar backgrounds about this, um, but there's this weird conflict. So let's like imagine it's fucking and oh, are you crushing ice right now? No, I opened my freezer. I just I just took a shot. It kind of saw you're like crushing ice. I was like, ooh, get it. Um, <laughs> but okay, let's imagine it's like Christmas and Latin people love Christmas. We all know that. Yeah. So family's getting together, whatever. There's always that person in the family, whether it's your own mother or an aunt that just oversteps boundaries all the time. Yes. But there is a person who will see you for the first time in let's say weeks or months and they will be the first one to tell you if you've gained or lost weight oh my god oh my right god on. oh yeah oh yeah. <laughs> yeah either you're looking fabulous this christmas or ooh, mija like what happened are you are you okay yeah mm-hmm. and it's kind of like ah oh, fuck you know what i mean um so funny it's so true same with the arabic yeah. culture Oh, good. See, that's why I'm like, it's different, but it's really the same. Yeah, exactly. No, it's, <laughs> they're very, they, and they think they're helping, you know, and of course right. a compliment feels nice if they say you've lost weight, but for every you've lost weight, there is a you've gained weight. And so it doesn't really make it special anymore. Oh yeah. No, it's like, if anything, it's like, oh man, Christmas 2017 was so awesome. Like everyone complimented me, but every Christmas since then they've told me I should watch what I'm eating. And mm-hmm. it's like, ah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so let's say, uh, it's, you know, that year where maybe the last month or two, you haven't been crazy on your health kick. And they tell you that you're looking a little, you know, thicker than the last time they saw you. And you're kind of like, ah, fuck, okay, it's going to be one of those Christmas days. Mm-hmm. So there's that family member. And hours later, it's time to sit down and eat. And then you have, like, another aunt or someone in the family that's like, hey, why aren't you eating the rice? I cooked that rice all day for you guys. And it's like, motherfuckers, I can't please anyone. And it's like, if you don't eat someone's food, you're offend- you're offending them. Uh-huh. But like, also, if you don't look good enough and you're skinny enough, like, they're going to call you out on it. And it's this weird, like, juxtaposition of, like, do you want me to be fucking skinny or do you want me to eat three plates of the food you cook? Like, right. you got to pick. You can't have the best of both worlds. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. You know, I don't, I can't relate to that. That I cannot relate to. Um, usually my, so my dad has four brother, uh, three other brothers and two of them, you know, are married. So we're not blood. So my aunts don't know, one is Hispanic and the other one is Middle Eastern, but they don't, um, they've never really been up my ass about like that kind of thing. I think a lot of, really? like, yeah, they know. And I think it's because they don't feel like, especially that like she, we're not, they're not my, like. I don't know if they feel like they don't want to embarrass me. I'm not their kid. You know, they don't want problems. I don't know. Not to say that there would be problems, but I think that um, that happens a lot more with like my mom's closer friends than, mm-hmm. than my family. Really? Oh yeah. My mom's friends will come in and be like, Oh my God, you look so good. Oh my God. Did you gain like just a little bit of weight, like in a nice way? And I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> That's crazy. I love, I, I can't, like, it's funny that it's, like, family friends, basically. Mm-hmm. No shame. Because I feel like, 
Yeah, I feel like my mom's friends that I know and I go out with, you know, all of us as a group sometimes, I don't think they would go there. And I don't know if it's like a weird barrier of like, okay, we're not related. So I can't really comment on how you look. You, know? you, you would think like, it's really twisted on my end. It's really twisted. <laughs> like, I think my one of my uncles said, oh, actually, my uncles have said two uncles have said something to me before. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, my, my dad's oldest brother used to he used to get up like I didn't when I was younger, I didn't eat a lot of vegetables. Um, and when I say younger, I'm talking like teens. And he okay. would be like, you need to eat. You need to eat more vegetables. Stop eating the crap that you're eating. Stop doing this. Stop doing that. And I'm just like, uh, OK, he would make a joke about how if you lived in my house, you would eat all the vegetables. And I'm like, OK, bro. <laughs> Okay, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's relax a little bit. And then my other uncle that I work with one time, I was probably at the heaviest I'd been, but I re had remembered that I had lost some weight at the time. And so I went into my dad's work before I, no, I think I was working with them, but it wasn't as consistent. So this was years ago. And he had said something like, how much do you weigh? And then, <gasps> and then he goes a lot, huh? And I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> oh my God. Is, did he want, is that a death wish? Uh, like, yeah. Oh my no. God. Here's the thing. It affected me at the time. And obviously it's something that I remember. So it's not something that I've let go of, but it's something that I've come to terms with. You know what I mean? Like at this yeah. point in my life, I'm 33 years old. I am more than happy with the way I look. Yes, I did get that nose job if you guys are wondering <laughs> and I am I'm very happy I did it you know like I I'm it's gone to a point now in, in my older ages that I do whatever you need to do for yourself and because I did that it made me happy and it made me more comfortable do I wish that I that didn't have to happen for it to be that way absolutely but it is what it is and mm -hmm. I'm I feel great about it you know yeah, I've actually, I've had my, my battles with the whole thought of plastic surgery and all of that. Like, I remember one of my very good friends, um, her telling me that she was going to go get her breasts done. Mm -hmm. And I remember when she told me it, like, it, like, for some reason broke my heart. Like, I was like, no, why? Like, you're so beautiful. You're so pretty. Like, why, why do you feel like you need bigger boobs? You know, like, what the hell? Jesus, you remind me but of then, all my, my ex-boyfriends and all my guy friends. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> oh god <laughs> but and then I kind of you know obviously I'm never gonna tell anyone yeah. that what they should or shouldn't do if you want plastic fucking surgery do it and it doesn't matter what I say if you want it you're gonna do it anyway right. um but uh but I remember sitting back and just kind of thinking about it and being like you know what though like I try to meal prep for myself I try to work out like five out of seven days of the week I do those things to ensure, like, make sure that I look a certain way and feel a certain way. Yeah. So there really isn't much difference. of a difference if someone, yeah, if someone wants to pay a doctor yeah. to give them something, take away something in order to look a certain way and ultimately feel confident in yourself. I think you're absolutely 100% right. It doesn't matter what you 
anything it doesn't matter what is being done you are still doing things to enhance yourself the only difference and what breaks my heart is for doing it for others you know what i mean 100 that's where it's 100%. like why do you want the bigger boobs so that guys will look at you more like that you know that that's yeah. what i don't i don't like granted you know my nose i didn't i you would think that well your grandma said it so you did it for your grandma no i actually grew older i didn't I think the first comment was when I was 16 and I didn't get my nose done until I was like 24. And at that point I had a boyfriend already and I was like, fine. And he, this is what I'm saying. He reminded, you reminded me of what he used to say is like, what well, him and his mom, <laughs> they'd be like, why would you do that? It's such a signature part of you. You look so beautiful, like regardless and the greatest people and like greatest compliments, but I wasn't doing it for that. Mm -hmm. You know, so I think that that's what that's where that's what breaks my heart and about like women and how we think sometimes it's because we do a lot of things for other people. Not to say that I don't do things for other people. I think a lot of, you know, a lot of my, of you know, I, I probably do things for people more than I do things for myself when it comes to like mental shit. But, you know, it's it's all it's all relative. So. Yeah. And I, that's how I've always felt with friends who want plastic surgery or getting certain procedures done. It's like at the end of the day, like if you wake up in the morning and you look at yourself and you see that one thing that's bothering you, then yeah, I get it. Yeah. I probably would want to do something about it too. Yeah. So for me, like, I just have like a super paranoid fear of surgery. I hope I never need surgery Not ever in my girl, life. Yeah. I, yep. Knocking on wood. <laughs> Let me tell you, that nose thing was fucking terrible. If I had to do it again, I really, I tamper back and forth, and I'm like, I don't ever want to go through that again because that was fucking horrible. Like, gross. Oh. It was gross. It was painful. But I'm like, but if I went back and you know, I, I don't know. I, I I like the way it looks, so I'm okay with that. You know. Yep. So yeah, I'm hoping even if. I I don't know. It, I hope I just never even need a reason for a doctor to cut me open. I just, I don't want anyone to cut me open. <laughs> I hope so too. Please God. <laughs> That's so uh, the next, like the next little transition I want to get into is actually the influence of men because I've had, and it's funny, this might sound like so trivial, but it's, it all has to do with insecurities, appearance, you know, yada, yada, yada. Um, I, and I think I've talked to you about this too. I remember in, it was like middle school, going into high school. The cool thing was to have like thick straight uh -huh. hair. And you have seen my natural hair. It is extremely curly. I have been asked if I'm Jewish and all sorts <laughs> of things throughout my life because my hair is just naturally curly it's frizzy it, ugh, god if i like if i were to go to miami i'd have an afro kind mm -hmm. of texture mm -hmm. in my hair which um, i think is gorgeous thank you <laughs> grass is always greener <laughs> <laughs> exactly we always want what we don't have which is really unfortunate yeah. um but i remember and this goes back to kind of comparing myself to other girls who are really popular that guys are always after and cool and stuff like that and it was always like the super white stick straight hair skinny girl and I remember being like 
okay, I don't look like her. The first thing I can change about myself to look more like her is my hair. Because I have super wavy curly hair. Um, she has thick straight hair with like highlights in it. Like I should do that. And so I remember just like, there was a time in my life for many years where I wouldn't go out without straight hair. Like it would have to be stick straight. Yeah. If there, if, if a little wave or kink started to form, I'd be like, oh my God, my hair looks terrible and disgusting. Even, I'm and, sorry to cut you off, even at St. Lucie's? Uh, yes. Oh, for sure. I mean, not, okay. Well, not at school. Mm-hmm. At school, I wouldn't care. I all girl Catholic high school. Right. No one, and we all looked like oh boys. Oh my God. Nobody <laughs> <shaved> their legs. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> hair in a bun. Just that was amazing. But if I were going out to a party on the weekend or something like that, like, no, I I would have to blow out my hair with a hairdryer and then go over it with an iron. Like it had to be a certain way. And as I got older, like even in college that, uh, I don't know if I want to call it a stigma, but that, that stigma, I guess, like still stuck around. And a killer and this is what I wanted to get into like dating and men and their influence and whatnot um I remember trying to get like more comfortable and this was still my early early 20s was like 21 22 and going out dating and meeting people and it happened more than once at least two times where when I first met a guy I actually had like my natural hair it was very curly very wavy you know what have you and then let's say it was like date number two or three. Uh-huh. I felt, you know, like I want to put the effort in to blow out my hair, straighten it and style it. And these guys would actually say, oh my God, you look so much better with your hair like that. <laughs> and I remember sitting there being like, wow, that is the biggest like backhanded oh, compliment. Yeah. I've gotten in a long yeah. time. <laughs> And it sucks when it's like, I see it in, and that's where like, I've, I've seen it in media and I've seen it in advertising, marketing, like I've seen it just out in the world where women with like the relaxed, flat, straight hair with like zero texture are just like idealized. And I mean, it's the reason why black women relax their hair and straighten their hair like that takes chemicals and hours of effort and it's like we're all trying to get this like same flattened natural I just woke up like this and it's relaxed kind of look and it's like no No like I actually yeah it's it's not real three hours and a lot of products (laughs) totally yeah and I remember some statistic um, where I think it's it's over half of the population for sure of the world's population um, that doesn't have straight relaxed hair. Like most of us actually have textured, curly, wavy, frizzy mm-hmm. form of yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. Nobody's hair is naturally like that. And if it is, no offense, girls, but like usually it's stringy and like not. It's never perfect. It's never just perfect. So, so I just thought it was interesting because it like how we said is it 
more hurtful or impactful if it's from someone you know intimately, like a family member or someone who doesn't technically owe you anything. It's you know true. what I mean? It's true. And I think that I think that it's all circumstantial and it's where you're at at the time. Like, for example, now we're older. How many times have you heard that? Um, not too many. Like the last instance where someone kind of made me feel insecure about my hair was a super dumb drunk white boy who like I I didn't feel like putting the extra hour effort into my hair so I kind of went out with damp hair still and so I kind of had it like halfway pinned back halfway down and I was by the beach so naturally when I'm by the beach my hair will start yeah and this guy granted was like borderline drunk so why should it fucking matter what he says but I think it was just like the tone and the situation. Like I show up somewhere to a friend's house for someone's like birthday. And the first thing this like dumb drunk dude says to me is, and I quote, your hair is frizzly. Frizzly. And I, yeah, that he said, so I mean, one, how offended can I be that this like yeah. ogre just said that to me. <laughs> but I was really standing there like, and you're drunk. Like, that was just my only response to this guy. Because I was like, who even are you? Why are you talking to me? Don't comment on my hair. Like, go fuck yourself and take another shot of Jameson and just leave me alone. Like, go away. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. it's. I mean, as you get older, it's just obviously, for the most part, for most of us, I think those trivial little opinions from other people they can roll off of your shoulders like a lot easier yeah Uh, I I think again circumstantial so if somebody you know um grew up in a environment where they had always felt insecure no matter what um something like that when they get older is not going to it's not going to be it's not going to be as easy for them to roll it off their shoulder Totally. But, but, you know, if I think that if you are aware of yourself and find that find a way for you to to really, you know, be okay with what you're doing in your life and and who you are as a person um, and how you look and all of that, then then, you know, it's not going to be as hard for for some people. And maybe some people are lying, too, and they say that it doesn't affect them. And it does. I mean, who knows everybody that's what's beautiful about this like fucking world is that everybody is so different every single person is so different and and it all comes from how they were how they grew up how they were raised who they were around what their their priorities are you know so it's hard to really it's hard to really say you know I am like a firm believer that no one is a hundred percent secure with themselves. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, absolutely. I, You're absolutely right. I really don't think so. Like, I feel like ideally, if we could all have like the option of altering or changing like one thing about ourselves physically, I think everyone would. We would have that one thing where it's like, you know what? It would be better if this or that. You know what I mean? Like, I, right. I don't believe that there's a person who's a hundred percent secure with themselves i i mean i've yet to meet them somewhat if if i'm calling someone out right now feel free to slide into those dms and prove me wrong i'm just saying and tell (laughs) me why 
tell me why yeah. because I really yeah. you know I want to know and I it's a genuine thing like I'm very happy with myself but I just lost fucking seven pounds somehow in this in this thing that we're doing and I'm like <laughs> okay now I could lose a little bit more I mean I've always been okay with my body it's never made me feel at this point in my life never made me feel bad but like to a point where I you know it depresses me that's never happened but but yeah, I'm like, okay, I, I was 145, now I'm 138. And I'm like, what the fuck? Holler. And I'm like, I'm okay with being 135. Let's go. How am I going to do this? You know, and now I'm <laughs> a little bit more careful. And I wear hair extensions um, all the time. Not right now. It's actually really nice. I always have thick. I, you will not see me leave my house without eyeliner on. Like, you know, it's one of those things where no matter how happy you are with yourself, there is always something that you're doing that's going to make you feel even better. So, totally. You're right. There is not one person that's 110% okay with how they look and how they've always looked, you know? I have a question because I know I'm, I struggle with this and I'm not the best at it. Do you, do you take compliments well from people? Terrible. (laughs) It makes me so uncomfortable. It makes me so uncomfortable to the point where Alex, like, Okay, I wear hair extensions, and if somebody compliments my hair, I'm like, they're it's fake. <laughs> like, I <don't, laughs> you have to let them I, know. I can't just say thank you so much and like move on. I'm like, thanks, it's really fake. Like, and then I like walk away. <laughs> or, or my nose, my nose. Oh my god! Like, there has been times where I've gotten after my nose job um, compliments on my profile, and you have like the perfect, most perfect nose. And I look at them, and I'm like. Thanks. I got it done. Like when I was 24, I'm 33 now over 10 years ago or almost 10 years ago or whatever. Like, and they're like, okay. And I tell my mom and she gets so mad at me. She's like, can you stop telling people? Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I feel like I shrivel up like a turtle trying to get back into its shell when someone just gives me a basic compliment. Like, I don't know what it is. I'm just like, Oh God, what do you think it is though I I mean I don't I like want to figure that out I really have no idea what it is yeah and I don't know if maybe it's not believing it yourself is what I I feel like it is because in social situations where let's say I'm at someone's like I'm going to like a wedding or a big event a formal event and I'm like dressed to the nines and I'm feeling great if someone tells me I look great, I'm like, thank you. And I'm like confident about it. I'm like, hell yeah, I do. I took three hours getting ready. I know I look great. Mm-hmm. But if I'm just like out at a bar or hanging out in a random social situation and someone gives me some compliment like that, and I'm kind of like, I don't know, I didn't really put that much effort into getting ready. So I kind of feel like I look whatever. Mm. see I'm the opposite when I get compliments when I don't put effort in I am it makes me feel really good (laughs) I'm like really I think that's when I take compliments a little bit more when but when I have put effort in and somebody says that to me I'm like oh I don't know what to say (laughs) (laughs) Except, except for this one time okay here's a funny story so if you guys have been listening um to her podcast, which I know you have because it's fucking amazing. Um, the <laughs> last the last podcast we did was about like catcalling and women and how we feel when we walk down the street and stuff. So I'm tying both of these two in together. The other day, okay, so Perfect. backstory. I literally have not put makeup on since this thing has started. I have washed my hair. I have not done my hair. 
Like I leave the house. If I go down to the market, I like right around the corner or anywhere I have to drive to, I'm literally in like baggy clothes, sweats, no hair. I have a fucking mask on because I feel like I need to, I don't know if it, I'm sure it doesn't do anything, but anyway, so <laughs> a couple nights ago, I wanted to, I needed to go downstairs to get, I think I got a bottle of wine and, um, I'm wearing a mask I'm in my fuzzies, hair is up, <laughs> no makeup on. And some guy goes, Hey, beautiful. I was fucking pissed. <laughs> I oh, was no. so angry. <laughs> if you could see what I looked like and for somebody to say that, I mean, again, this is two different, I'm, I'm adding two different things. It was kind of comparable to being catcalled and now I'm being catcalled and I have a fucking mask on. You don't know what a fuck I look like wearing baggy clothes. My hair is up and frizzy, like, you know, and then on top of being like, I didn't even do anything. <laughs> Like, leave me alone. <laughs> There's no winning. <laughs> yeah, I get it. And it's no winning. That's why it's, it's hard. I try to just be better in general. Obviously, if I'm getting cat called, that's one thing. But if I'm sitting across from a friend, an acquaintance, acquaintance, whatever it may be, and they give me like a genuine compliment, I try to just be like, just, just smile and say thank you. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I know. I need to just be, I need to get better at that. (laughs) Uh, So actually one thing that you made me think of, I didn't want to forget. I remember you saying um, that when you were younger and you were like much thinner or whatever, and people, you said people would like ask you if you're okay or something. Mm -hmm, I, mm -hmm. I actually had an interesting experience where like in my college years, I kind of got a little thicker. Like I was drinking a lot. I was living off of like, pizza and quesadillas happened because yeah I was in college so what is it called the college 10 or something or oh the freshman 15 actually 15 yes 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 (laughs) that's the thing it's a true it's true it happens to everybody totally is like your lifestyle just changes like you're not eating like mom and dad's cooking and getting things bought for you and Uh there's not a steady supply of fruits and veggies in the fridge so yeah. Um, so after after coming back from college, I lived with my parents for about a year or so. And within that year of moving back home, I dropped like all that weight, basically. Like I just started eating better. I started actually working out again. Um, I became you, an adult. Sorry, sorry were what? you doing it on purpose? Like, did you feel like I need to lose weight? I've gotten fat. I've, you know what I mean? Like, I've. <laughs> Yeah, I was, I was actually trying. Like, I was like, okay, I don't like this. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) And it was like, and I think going back to structure, like having regular meals and like going to work and then coming back and having dinner, going to the gym before, going to the gym after, Mm -hmm. something like that. Having that stability as opposed to like a college schedule where you just do whatever the fuck you want all the time. Right which kills everybody, but, uh, I dropped, I probably dropped almost 20 pounds, probably about 20 pounds actually. And, um, which I mean, for being five, three, that's very significant. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but I experienced something weird where a number of friends were almost like skinny shaming me, if that makes sense. Like, 
I got healthy. I lost weight. I had more than one person be like, are you okay? Are you even eating anymore? And I was like, I'm actually eating the best I've ever eaten. <laughs> yeah. I'm extremely healthy. I get exercise. Like I incorporate a balanced diet. Now I'm not getting blackout drunk on Tuesdays. Like it's great. <laughs> yeah. It's healthy. You feel healthy. Remember how I said sound quality would be sacrificed? So we had to take a break, but it's also pretty opportune because of the nature of this episode and what we are talking about. I am actually looking for a male counterpart to guest on the second part of this topic. I would actually really appreciate the male point of view for male beauty standards and the pressures that you guys have to deal with because I don't understand it. So contact me. You can find me easiest on Instagram at The Observist Podcast and drop us a line if you would like to share your stories. Thank you. You know what? That was a perfect time to take a break. (laughs) (laughs) It happened. What the fuck? Technology. Record remotely. It's never ideal, but in these times, you gotta do what you gotta do. You gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. At least we're doing it. We're doing it and we're doing it well. Minus exactly. (laughs) Anyways, so Uh, what I was saying what I was saying before we were so rudely interrupted. Yeah. I I felt like I actually got like skinny shamed. really weird because I was like guys before the past like four years of my life I was really unhealthy like I wasn't taking care of myself I was overweight I was drinking too much like it was bad and now I'm actually taking care of myself and it's like you're making me feel guilty about it Mm -hmm. how who are these people that were they like close friends or they were pretty close like they were friends I had known for years and I think like I can only attribute it to them just being so used to the past few years how I looked how I acted whatever sure. that now that I dropped 20 pounds they were like worried or something and I'm like but but this is actually how I should be <laughs> right right I think that people you know I think that there's a lot of us women that um we don't understand like stability and we only understand looking a certain way so when you go from one drastic thing to another everyone's like concerned because there are a lot of girls like it could be unhealthy there are a lot of girls that are do it in an unhealthy way and so I think that it's a genuine genuine um concern sorry yeah so yeah that that could make sense because it, it, yeah, it wasn't like from random people or someone I wasn't close to, but it still it was just interesting. I'm like, I'm I'm doing better now. I'm actually happier and healthier. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they and you know I think I'm sure once they realized what it was and they were like, okay, good, you know, because yeah. it's one thing to look unhealthy skinny and it's one thing to look unhealthy over you know overweight too. So totally, and I that's one thing I actually have struggled with um in recent years because like I like I said earlier like I feel like the media is very influential with 
and I feel like a lot of us don't even realize really um like part of me in a weird way wants to like thank Kim Kardashian for making fat asses cool because for the longest time it was like you had to be just skinny like just be skinny just be thin be a size two and like I mean in the hip-hop community yeah juicy booties have always been cool but like mainstream reality tv in the media like hip bones out, no shape yep yeah kim kardashian made it cool to have a gigantic ass <laughs> it's also cartoony in a sense now the, like these days these girls that are their asses like you could tell if it's fake because totally. hey, listen anything within reason anything that you do as long as you look i feel like you you know this is my opinion look natural you look healthy yeah. You look, because when your body is actually healthy, your brain is healthy. So. 100%. So, yeah, I do, I do love, I do love the Kardashians for that, though. Like, I do love that. It, they made um, us feel better about not being sticks. Uh, but then it's also brought a lot of skinny shaming, too. You know, I think there's totally. probably more skinny shaming now than there is fat shaming. And it's, it's, I like that you brought up the health aspect because one thing that I struggle with is in recent years too, there's been a, an uprise in like being big is beautiful, plus size models getting a lot of fame and attention and all that. And there's nothing really wrong with that. But what scares me is at the end of the day, someone who's like a size 22 isn't healthy like that's not good like I don't feel like media should be pushing that either and what I try to anytime this topic were to ever get brought up I try to remind someone that a doctor like an actual doctor who's supposed to be concerned with health and your well-being wouldn't tell you that that's good sure if that makes sense and it's like yeah, and it's it's not necessarily like, oh my God, that person's fat. It's like, no, like you're hurting your body. Like that's extremely unhealthy. It's hard on your heart, on your joints, on your bones. Like yeah. you people, I mean, we've all seen my 600 pound life. You will end yourself way too young if you live by that ideal at the same time you're absolutely right i think but i think what to like to kind of play devil's advocate in that sense is that there is a lot of women and including myself like there is no fucking way i could be a stick there is no way in hell i could be a stick no matter how much i try i will never be a stick i will always have curves i will always you know um, I have a friend who actually used to hang out with us at Starbucks and she's a plus size model. She's gorgeous. Since I've known her, since she's been young, um, I knew her in her early teens. She's always been thicker. She's never, and it's not because she doesn't eat healthy or exercise. It's because she literally just, that's her body. That's her body. So mm-hmm. as long as you have the amount of nutrients um, I don't necessarily believe that everybody needs to be the weight that's that the chart says. If you're in your in, if you're this age, this is the bracket that you need to be in. I don't necessarily, mm-hmm. that, 
because I do believe that people's bodies uh, are, are different. You know, like some people, for example, uh, vegans, mm-hmm. you uh, like for me, I can't be a vegan. There is no way in hell. And it's not because I love my meat. So no offense to the vegans, but I would not be able to function properly and I wouldn't be able to get the proper nutrients. And no matter how hard I tried or what I had, like I eat, um, I, I wouldn't be able to, I'd be lethargic all the time. I might be thinner. I might not be thinner, but I had, I was dating a guy who was vegan for a few years and he literally was like i went to the doctors and the doctor was like you need to eat meat this is not good for you oh, you wow. know so it's yeah it's not it's different everybody is different if you can do that then by all means do it if that's what your body needs to be healthy then then you know be vegan if you're but don't be vegan if it's gonna make you sick also you know totally i'm or, sorry go ahead no, no, no. Go ahead. No, I, I, I like that you brought up the whole chart measurement thing because it's like the first thing you see in any doctor's office, mm-hmm. but it's valid in the sense that like everyone's bodies are just different. Like you can't exactly. just make generalizations, blanket statements. It's like going back to personalities. Like I, I listened to a great podcast about different personality types, personality tests, you know, there's all these different personalities mm-hmm. that you can take to learn more about yourself. But to even think or believe that you can break up the human race into like 10 or 12 different results and buckets is sure. kind of ridiculous because everyone, everyone's situation is unique. Everyone's body is unique. unique. Everyone, everything is different. I mean, well, I think unless you're literally an identical twin, you're not the same as anyone else. No. And even then, do they even have the same like fingerprints? I actually don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Any twin? I should look that up. Okay. The line. <laughs> let, let, let me know because I really want to know. I guess I could look it up, but I'd rather you tell me. But you know, <laughs> it, it comes and it comes to something even so simple as like some people thrive in school some people don't some people are could be doctors some people fucking can't but it doesn't make somebody less intelligent if they don't go to school to be a doctor you know what I mean like I mean I'm I'm blowing it but like I'm blowing it up but like (laughs) it's all relevant like you you cannot force somebody to be a certain way yeah you can encourage them and if they have, you know, you can encourage somebody and, it's, you know, it, it might help. It might not. But everybody's meant to be and be who they fucking are. And that's what makes everything so beautiful. You know, that's what makes exactly. us thrive. Yeah. And that's in, I think, to try to shove everyone into one of 10 different shapes or molds. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't work. Like, I think we've just seen throughout history that that doesn't work. Right. Um, and I think, you know, as we progress, like we're working our way towards just being more accepting in general. And I love end, it. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it just comes down to how much you care about yourself and show love for yourself and showing love for yourself comes all the way down to how you treat your body, how mm-hmm. you treat your body what you do to your body, 
if you allow yourself to get enough sleep at night so you can wake up and be a decent human the next day, yeah. everything. So I think it's it's come a long way, kind of bouncing back to, circling back to how I brought up our parents' generations and older generations. All they really cared about was appearance. And they were also that generation who kind of don't believe in therapy and think that mental health yeah. will just figure out your problems. Like we don't need a doctor to help us with that. And it's like, all these things are so tied together. And I'm loving that our generation, I feel like is making huge strides in that direction where it's like, your mental health is just as important as your physical health. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, I, you know, my, obviously uh, my parents are, were the same way. And I think that they've actually, um, learned throughout their experiences raising children who are American and have the both Middle Eastern American, you know, mentality where I, you know, I say I'm full American, but there's been times where I'm like, holy shit, <laughs> maybe I'm a little Arab. I don't know. <laughs> but like <laughs> they've come to terms with the fact and they even encourage therapy now, you know, not for themselves. There has been so many times where I'm like, you I literally <laughs> It's kind of fucked up to say, but I literally have yelled at them. I'm like, I'm the only one in this fucking family that's in therapy. And I'm the only one in this family that doesn't actually need it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't need it. I want it. You fucking need it. But I'm the only one actually doing it. Jesus. (laughs) But it's crazy that you say that because... There are times in being in family situations where I'm like, you all would benefit so much, so much. from being a fucking therapist. Right. But they would have to, they would benefit from it if they believed in it. That's the thing. Like, exactly. if they don't believe in it and they just do it, it's not going to work as well. You know, it's, it's all a mental fuck. I mean, therapy is almost, I feel like, tricking yourself into, in, into thinking that you need these things and opening your mind to a certain extent and not everybody needs somebody else to tell them that but it's helpful when somebody helps you figure out what the fuck is wrong with you you know yeah and it's and it's like sometimes it's just talking to someone who you know isn't gonna be biased exactly so it's like not talking to your own mother about something that affected you or not talking to your best friend who always wants to have your back and support you and whatever. It's talking to a stranger, essentially, or someone, yeah, like, you know your doctor by name, but, like, it's not someone who's tied to you emotionally. Yeah. So they can give you some straight-up shit you may not agree with or may not want to hear, but it might be something that's going to help you out. Absolutely. And, and help you make strides in a healthier direction. Answer questions professionally that you wouldn't be able to answer yourself because you're so caught up. I think it's, it's fucking amazing. I remember, you know, I talked to my therapist just a couple weeks ago and I'm excited. My next appointment is on Wednesday. We're doing Skype. It's great. Um, (laughs) And I was like, what the fuck? Like I am an extrovert. I have always been up until about recently, maybe Last six months, I've stayed in a lot more than I usually do. And I've kind of been a little fucked up. But and I remember talking to my therapist and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck is wrong with me. Because he was like, how are you holding up? I was like, I'm doing fucking fantastic. I haven't seen anybody in two weeks. Like, (laughs) this is great. (laughs) And I was like, I don't know why I am so okay. Because all (laughs) of my friends 
have texted me being like, you have to check on your extrovert friends. How are you doing, Joelle? And I'm like, I'm doing so good. I don't know why it's freaking me out. And he was just like, I mean, you're doing good because you always put yourself in other, what like you go out and you feel the need to be with, you, you need to take care of people. So right now you're not taking care of anybody. You're taking care of yourself. And it's, it's, it, you don't feel the guilt, you know? And I was just like, holy shit, fucking my yeah. mind is blown. That makes so much sense. And it, I would have never thought about it like that. That's very eye-opening because even so being kind of just a, a friend of yours and knowing you for many years, there have been many times where I'm like, you do too much for other people and not yourself. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you know, I take that as a compliment though, you know, because oh. as, as long as I'm actually helping somebody, even if it's a fucking fracture of a, you know, a, a minute of me helping somebody, I, I love that. But, you know, it wears people down. And I think that, you know, this whole losing weight thing in these, you know, two weeks that I've been at home going on three, I think is because I was more, I'm concerned, like I'm actually physically taking care of myself mentally, which mm -hmm. is helping me take care of myself physically. Totally. It's all very, it's all, it's all tied in to Absolutely. Yeah. It's you crazy. You can't really be physically healthy without being mentally, mentally healthy, healthy. Yeah. and vice versa. Like it's just, it's gotta go, it's gotta go both ways. Both ways. If I can, if anybody is listening on this, that is actually, you know, really struggling, I cannot stress enough you cannot make yourself happy unless you make yourself happy. 100%. You can't. Like, there is no way. You want to be healthy, it's not going to be on anybody's terms but your own. And if that means therapy, if that means – I hate the term dieting. I don't like it at all. Yeah. Um, but if that means watching what you eat, if that means exercising more, if that means drinking less, that's something that I – you know, struggled with because I was always going out and all of my friends are bartenders and they're fucking beautiful people, but they drink a lot more than I do. And I try to keep up and that definitely didn't help with my weight. I haven't, I mean, I, I took two shots right now. I know it's <laughs> not even been an hour and a half, but, um, I haven't drank all week. I had wine yesterday. That was it. Like I, you know, it's one of those things that for me, that is what makes me struggle, struggle with myself is the drinking and so I want to make sure that if I, like, I can do this, you know, and, and oh, for me to go out is for me to drink. And if I need to stay home because I don't really want to get fucked up, you know, then I need to do that. It's all mental. Mental oh. helps your physical. Yeah. And I think one thing that's always struck a chord with me, I can't remember where I heard it, mm -hmm. but it's just the pure fact that your happiness is a choice. You have to yeah, make that choice every day that it's going to be a good day. And there's this one woman that I love. Uh, she's not a therapist. I don't know. I don't know if you'd call her like a life coach or what. But one other thing that she has said out loud that I was happy to be present for that I loved um, was that if you're having a, a lot of times we think we're having a bad day. But if you actually break it down and examine it, it's more like a bad moment or maybe a couple of bad moments that you had in your day. But a lot sure. of times, yeah, a lot of times it's like, 
you know, let's say, God forbid, you're driving somewhere, someone rear ends you and you get into a car accident and you're like, fuck this, this day fucking sucks. Yeah. But looking at it, like, yeah, this sucks. You got into a car accident. That's annoying. No one ever wants to deal with that. But that was just an unfortunate moment on your Saturday. It's not, the day is not over. It's not game over, done, and that's it. It was literally just an unfortunate, crappy moment in these past 24 hours. And Absolutely. I remember, yeah, I remember hearing that and being like, oh my God, you're so right. We're, I feel like as humans, we're so inclined to be like, well, fuck this, everything sucks when one unfortunate thing happens to us. It's, it, we're inclined to, um, we're, we are inclined to make it about anything else but ourselves blame yep. it on everything but us you know what I mean and not to say that the car accident was your fault but like I got into a car accident somebody else hit me now it's the day's fault that I'm right. in a bad mood but it's not you know and and that's something that it's, it's I'm really like I'm really glad that you brought that up because that's something that I've always struggled with considering my family and like their mentality oh my god you couldn't drop a fucking like dot of water on the floor spill a glass of just even water without when i was growing up without there being a fucking fit oh my god there was always a fit i was scared to drop anything to do anything and it was always my fault and as i've gotten older i've been like you know i've been like holy shit i dropped water okay fuck i have to clean it up clean it up next like you know if i fuck up at work you know, my dad is hot, very hot tempered, but you know, he it means well, but he's, that's just how he is. And if I fuck up at work, I have to look at him as he's yelling at me and be like, listen, this was a fucking accident. People make accidents. Okay. Mm-hmm. It is not because I am dumb or I wasn't thinking or whatever. It was a fucking accident. I will try my hardest not to do that again. But if I do that again, please know that it wasn't on purpose. I wasn't trying to ruin anything. Like this is our livelihoods. I'm not trying to be, you know, irresponsible, but shit happens sometimes, you know? Yeah. And, and I think that that's a lot of, I think that like, that kind of goes intertwined with growing up and feeling body shamed by our family is because we want to make them, we want to make them, we want to please them, but we forget that, Nothing can please them but them. And so we have to remember that we have to be able to please ourselves and they'll get over it and they will love you regardless. That is actually a beautiful point. I think that's a perfect way to put a little cherry on top with this shit. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the day, when someone else, and I think I've learned this throughout life experiences too, when someone else is critical of you, nine times out of 10, maybe even 10 out of 10, it's their own view of themselves in a way. It's a reflection, it's a reflection of themselves, their own thoughts, their own inner dialogue. And it comes out on us, especially from family, because we are family. You know what I mean? I think it's like, sometimes they try to live vicariously through us or just influence us in that sense. So it's like, 
you that's that is a helpful tip to remember because it's like you know what it isn't me it isn't just me it's, it's not actually, just me it's something that's going on within that person too sure exactly and listen there's been times where I have sucked up and it, it it was because I wasn't paying attention or you know I should have maybe paid more attention or whatever but at the same time is the thing is it happened and yep. it's over and why get bent up out of shape for it and say this is the worst day ever when you can be <laughs> actually think about it and be like, okay, I did this. I fucked up. I know why I fucked up. Let's move on. Let's not take it to heart because what else is there to fucking do about it? <laughs> like, I can't do anything <laughs> else about it. <laughs> exactly. So you I know? love, like, I feel like, I feel like we brought up some pretty amazing points. It's like, Self-love and acceptance and that beauty bullshit, it all starts literally within you. And a lot of times hearing outside comments, outside influence, it's going to affect us no matter what. We have to just be human about that. Mm -hmm. But if you want to inspire a change or make a change, like it's just got to start with you. You're your number one. You're the only one that you can truly rely on at the end of the day. At the end of the day, it is only you. And, you know, hopefully you also have a team around you that is supportive of you. Like, I, my friends are the fucking best. Like, I don't know what I would do with half of them. Like, it, if they weren't around me, I'm sure that it would be a lot harder. But, like, you know, I give them what – I try to give them what they give me. And that's that kind of influence that's okay. But mm-hmm. even then, if I didn't have any of these people around, it would – take me to work even harder to make myself feel better you know totally appreciate appreciate everything you're fucking alive you're here we're in a shitty fucking time right now nobody's left the house for almost three weeks like yeah shit's crazy (laughs) but you cannot let this affect your future and Mm -hmm. only make it better you know sit at home fucking paint draw read Watch TV. I don't care if you fucking watch TV the whole time. I don't really care. As if you're happy and it's not hurting you, do whatever the fuck you need to do. Amen to that. Amen. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining me on this topic. Oh my God. Thank yeah. you for inviting me. I love I it. I knew that you would have had good insight and I'm so glad that we made it happen. That's I nice. can't thank wait you. to like, actually see you again. I know. I want to hug you. <laughs> virtual hugs virtual hugs hugs. i hope that this brought some good insight and influence to everyone who's at home right now feeling like they might be alone or don't know what to do with themselves or whatever it may be we're all going through the same shit we're all going through the same shit and you know that's the nice thing everybody talks shit about social media but you know what I don't think it's done anything. I mean, it can be negative, but I think that if you make it positive, it can be. You could reach out to anybody through this. People you don't fucking even know. So if you feel like you need to talk, give me a fucking DM, you know, like I'm sure too. So I hope everybody is well and I hope you guys stay safe. Stay safe, stay clean, wash your damn hands. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Uh, Wash your hands. And on that note, I hope you like episode three, season two. Thank you so much, Joelle, for joining me. You're welcome. Thank you. I feel like we've solved at least one of the world's problems. I think so. I think so. All right. It's been like a month or so. I can physically see you. 
I can't wait. <laughs> no, not even. You know what? It's been, it's already been a week. Like we're only three weeks down. Right? Uh, I, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> we're, we're shut down till May. <laughs> yeah. Fucking I 25 more days. We got this. <laughs> All right. We got this. All right. I will, All right. Uh, hopefully talk to you and see you soon. Bye. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye.